theme has been great what? The great turnaround. And this past week, I've been studying the Bible, Exodus, specifically. And one thing the Lord told me is that the only two purpose for the great turnaround in any man's life is one, for you to be able to worship God and to serve him. When the children of Israel were in their need, God spoke to Moses. He said, go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go, that they may do what? Serve me. If you are here and you want to turn around, I'm telling you the easiest way is for you to volunteer your life, your services to the Almighty God. And the number two reason, and the reason for the great turnaround, is that God may get honor. Ah, I said to get honor. So it means what we are going through at the end of the day. What God is looking at is what? Is the honor behind it. This morning as I was reading it, and God said, look, don't worry. Even though you are in problem, even though things are not the way you expected it, he said, but I will get honor over Pharaoh. The children of Israel were so destabilized that they didn't know what to do. The sea was right in front of them. Behind them was what? Hot pursuit of the Egyptian. And they cried to Moses. said, is this not what we told you? You know too much. We told you, leave us alone so that we can just be what? Serving these Egyptians. I mean, is it not better for us to die in Egypt than to die this useless death? But you see, when the miracle came, I saw this God that look, there is nothing you are passing through that is beyond this power. The Bible says the cloud of pillar and the fire. He said, you know what? He removed the two and brought it behind them. Even though those people were pursuing and pursuing, it's like they are not making any move. He got to a point, the Bible says, God removed the wheels. Read it, it's there. It's not that God was the one who did what? He removed, even though they, they thought they were galloping, but he has removed the wheels. Why the children of Israel were afraid? What would we do? God is busy doing what? His work. So I began to wonder, how can people who are walking with children, with rams, with goats, where the people on horses and chariots were not able to do what? Catch up with them. You begin to wonder. It doesn't make any sense. But that is my God for you. Let me tell you something. Today, God will do anything in your life. Bow down your heads as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are grateful. We bless and we worship you. None like you. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The one who can do all things. Lord, this morning, speak to us. Your word. In Jesus' name. Turn around. What does it mean? We said it means great miracle. Miracle of God's intervention. When we talk about turn around, it means the miracle of God's intervention. And let me tell you, God is still doing it. If you are not experiencing it, it doesn't make any difference that it is not happening. It is happening to people who seek and who are looking up to it. I've seen people who have been in a church for 10, 15, 50 years. And it's like nothing is happening. The reason is because 
when you seek for it, he said, those that seek after me will do what? They will find me. We gave some examples in the Bible that had positive what? Great turnaround. And we said, God specializes. His area of specialty is in taking the bad cases in the life of men and making it the best that can ever happen to them. And today, God will take all those mess. He will turn them into a message in your life in Jesus' name. Abraham, what we were told, was an idol worshiper. But when God brought turn around in his life, he became a worshiper of God. We were told that Moses, even though he moved from being a fugitive murderer, somebody who had killed, and today we will say, such people are not supposed to live. Is that not true? But one way or the other, God turned his situation around, and a murderer became who? A deliverer. That is a major great turnaround. Of course, we talked about this man, woman called Ruth. A woman whose child, her husband died. A lonely woman. But he got married to a millionaire. Why? Because God allowed a turnaround. Of course, David was a young man. We have read about him. This morning, our pastor, when we were praying over there, he was talking about a David who because of his commitment and his worship to God, when God was looking for somebody he wants to turn his situation around, he went where? Into the bush. He wasn't where every other person were. And one would have said, oh, he is forgotten. Nothing good will ever happen. But when God was looking for a man, a woman, who will stand and rule his people, you know where he went? He went to the bush. In fact, Samuel said, for we shall not sit. Can you imagine that? He said, everybody must be what? And if you think the bush we are talking about is just behind the house. No. They stood until this boy was brought from what? The wilderness. And God made him what? A king. That is a major turnaround. And that is what I'm praying for God in your life. Of course, we knew about Esther. Orphan refugee who later became a beautiful queen of a king in another nation. Zacchaeus, we said, was a crook. The best of and the greatest of all crooks. But one would have thought that, look, this one has nothing to do with God. But God changed a crook that is well known in town and made him somebody whose salvation, who became who was visited by the almighty God. Your case, I don't understand how long, how far, how prolonged it has been. But today, God will visit you in Jesus' name. I say God will visit you in Jesus' name. Uh, this morning, please turn your Bible if you have one. Judges 6, 1 to 8. Quickly. Judges 6, 1 to 8. And the theme, I mean the topic that I want to uh, talk about briefly and I'm praying that God will, you know, touch our lives and he will touch everything that has to do with us. Today, in the name of Jesus, the theme has to do with your life. Your life. That's the topic I'm looking at that. Look, there is no um, turnaround that comes that the enemy does not fight against. 
I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. There is no turnaround that is not a major concern for the devil. So I title it Battle for Your Turnaround. What did I call it? Battle for Your Turnaround. And let's read together briefly. He said, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of who? The Midian. How many years? Seven. Number two. And the hand of Midian, it prevailed against who? Israel. And because of the Midian, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountain caves and stronghold. Verse three says, and so it was when Israel had sown, that is oppression, when they have planted the Midianites will suddenly come up. And the Amalekites and the children of the east, three major powers, Midian, Amalekite, and the children of the east, they will come against them. Verse 4. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase, destroyed their turnaround. Till thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor what? As, verse 5. For they came up with their cattle, their tent, and they came as what? Grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. At your, please read whatever is left. Now, I just want to bring out some lessons because of our time. Now, a candidate for great turnaround, there are certain things you see in their life and I want you to listen very well. Number one, when you see a candidate that is due for a great turnaround, they get there because they are coming from somewhere. They didn't get there because it just happened. They, it is a journey. Remember I told you last week that when we talk about great turnaround, we say it's a process. So it's a journey. And if you look at Psalm 66 verse 12, Psalm 66 verse 12, look at what the Bible says. It says it is a journey. They pass through some things in life. So candidates for great turnaround are no strangers. One, to afflictions. If you are going to be a candidate for what? You cannot be a stranger to what? Affliction and oppression. Look at what the Bible says. Thou hast caused men to do what? You see, one thing about God is this. People be misbehaving in church. People that if you are in the same place of work, ah, they dare not look at you. But when they get to church, what do they do? They misbehave. They even curse you. They will say all manner of things. Look at what the Bible says. Thou caused men to ride over our head. He said, we went through what? Fire! And through what? Water! But thou, you see what they did? He did what? He brought us in the wealth. When we talk about wealthy place, it's the great turnaround. Remember the scripture we read last week? Psalm 126. Verses 1 to 3. Is that what it said? He said, when the Lord turned again the captivity of who? Of Francis. He said, we are like who? It's 
a process. You go through captivity. You go through what? Pain. You go through all. So anyone who is going to be a candidate of turnaround, they are no stranger to what? Oppression. They are no stranger to what? Frustration. They are no stranger to what? Affliction. Some candidate know that it is, will only lead to a positive fulfillment in their life. That's number one thing I want you to know. Because Romans 8.28 says, he said that in all these things, we are what? More than conqueror. He said we are what? And we know that in all these, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to what? Look at verse 37 there. What does this say? Verse 37 to 39. Can we read it together? It says, nay, in all these things. What are these things? Afflictions, pain. Look at it. We are more than conqueror through him that does what? That loves us. That is one thing I want you to understand. Candidate for great turnaround, they are not immune. They are not strangers to what? Afflictions and pain, number one. Number two, candidate for great turnaround are those who have experienced shame of mockery. Before, but they now know that that mockery will turn to what? A miracle. That mockery will turn to what? A miracle. First Samuel chapter 1, 6, 10, 20. Let to say anything. Even Jesus Christ, immediately, they said, crown him. Let him be what? Eh? Let him be what? Hosanna. Hosanna. Is that not true? In 365 degrees, they said, look, this man is not supposed to live. Do what? Kill him. Ah, the man said, no. We should do what? He has not done anything. He said, in every year, you want me to. He said, look, we want a murderer. We want a thief. We want. Can you imagine all those things? This is your own master. So, candidate for great turnaround. What did we say they do? Those who have experienced shame, mockery, before they know that this mockery will turn into what? Miracle. Number three, candidate for great turnaround have swallowed the bitter pill of poverty. They have swallowed what? Bitter pill of what? You see, if you have not known what poverty is, you can't, you can't appreciate wealth. And I'm telling you the truth. If you have never been sick in your body, ah, you can't, ex you can't appreciate what it means to be healthy. If you have not experienced lack in your life, you cannot appreciate what it means to have plenty. That's why when you look at all these people who win lottery, and after two, three years, they said they carry that. You know, when you get to the bus stop, they said, help, uh, homeless, help. I said, it's because they don't know what it means. If you are going to be a candidate for turnaround, ah, you must have swallowed the pill of what? Poverty before now. But they are determined that never, I will never be poor again. Why? Deuteronomy 8, 14 and 18 says, it is only God who gives you the power to get wealth. Number four, candidate for great turnaround is that man, is that woman who have experienced failure, but now is assured of one thing, is assured of breakthrough that will cancel failure for what? Ever. Look, all you need in life is the one. You don't need two. The Bible says one thing is what? Is needful. All you need for a major breakthrough. Many of us today, we are where we are because God just did not two things. He did what? Only one thing for us. 
and poverty. Lack was forgotten for what? Forever. We see people who are barren. God has done nothing for them. Only what? Only one. By the time the story of Anna came, he didn't give her two or three. He only gave her what? Just one. But that one, uh -uh. <laughs> the entire world knew that uh, somebody gave birth. Uh, if I ask you, tell me the names of Penina's children. Just one, just mention one, even though she has so many and she was mocking that lady. Can you remember one? No. No. Number five, candidates for great turnaround are desperate for a change. They are what? They are desperate for a change of season and a change of level. If you see somebody who is a candidate for great turnaround, no, they are always desperate. They want it not now. I mean, not tomorrow. But when? Now. Now. Genesis 32, 26. Genesis 32, 26. Is the story of a man called Jacob. I mean, he knew that, look, right in front of me is death. I left home and I took somebody else's blessing. I took somebody else's peace. I took somebody else's what? Joy. Now he's going back to that home. He said, ah, the problem I left is now what? And he knew, except God did something. He was a gunner. Is that not true? And so the Bible says he began to do what? Wrestle. Wrestle. He said, I will not let you go. This is my life. Many of us, the problem, the reason why we are where we are, you know why? We have plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, even to plan what? Z. But this man is saying, mm -mm, it's only one plan. It is either you bless me or I what? I will not let you go. Those are the rate of people who are what? Who are candidate for turnaround. Look at what God did in Luke 18, 1 to 8. Of course, you know the story of the man, woman, who came to the judge and said, look, if you don't help me, these my accusers, ah, they will kill me. And the Bible said the judge knew that what this woman was asking for was what? Was wrong. But he said, look, if I don't answer this woman, she's going to weary me. Let me do what? Give him what he wants. Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez, he said, look, God, you must do something. My parents called me a child of sorrow. They said, I will, look, there are some of us here, our own parents, not any other person said, you will never amount to anything. Some of them, because of what you did, they said some things to you. And whether you like it or not, those things are still on your head. Hanging. Anywhere you turn to, you can't. Mm -mm. You can't. You can't just shave them off. But this was a man, the parents said, he's a child of what? Can you give back to a child and say he's a child of what? So, but the fellow knew that, look, I needed what? The mighty hand of God. He said, except God help me, nobody's going to help me now. He said, God, you must do what? Do something. And the Bible said, God had him and he made him more honorable. Remember, two purposes for great turnaround is that you may do what? <laughs> you may do what? Serve God. Number two, that God may do what? Get honor over your situation and over your life. Number six, candidate for great turnaround have been on ground zero, but the hand of the almighty God rest upon them and they became a hero. They became what? A hero. Look at in Mark chapter 5, 27 to 29. 
That woman said she was so desperate that all I wanted to do is to do what? Just touch the hem of his garment. Now, because of time, there are six keys to your turn around. Six what? Number one, the move of the Holy Spirit. You can never have any turn around if the Holy Spirit does not move. And I'm telling you the truth. So if you must be crying to God today, cry for who? The Holy Spirit. Genesis 1 verse 2 says, the Spirit of God moved upon the what? face of the water in creation. If you look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, man that was made out of dust, the only thing that made him to become man was what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God breathed the breath of life. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 6, the Bible says that as King Saul, then he was just brother Saul. As he was going, the man of God prophesied. He said, look, something is going to turn you into another man. And what was it? He said, the spirit of God will come over you. You will see some people, they are prophesying. You too, you become what? Suddenly a prophet. And they will say, eh? He saw also among who? You see, by tomorrow when people see, they say, eh? Is it the same fellow I'm seeing or somebody else? See what God has done for this fellow. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. So the first thing is what? The Holy Spirit. Number two, prayer. Let me tell you, you can't amount to much in life if you don't pray. Many of us, we are always looking for people who will be praying for us. No. You must learn to pray for who? Yourself. Get out of that thing and think that somebody is praying for you. Get out of it very fast. If that is the case, then Jesus Christ would not have prayed. The Son of God, the Bible says, he was so desperate. Before everybody woke up, he has gone to do what? To pray. When everybody is sleeping, the Bible says, he will go. In fact, he prayed, over prayed one day. The sheep left. And because the Spirit of God was upon him, what did he do? He began to walk on the water. And people said, no, this is a ghost. This is a ghost. And he said, no, I'm not a ghost. Number two, because of time. Three, sacrificial giving. Let me tell you something. The gift of a man will always make a way for him. Many of us, we are too, we are too tight-fisted. We don't like to give. And yet, you will want a turnaround. Mm -mm, it doesn't happen that way. Many people that I have seen, even Muslims, they practice it that, look, if I open my hand, what happens? I will get more. But <laughs> my surprise is that even in the kingdom where we preach, people find it. You know why you can't give? You know why? Because you are always looking at what is in your pocket, in your account. That that is on the only thing that God will sustain you with is a lie. If everything you do is only dependent on, on your sweat, there is a problem with you. And I'm telling you the truth. And that is why you will not be able to move from what? Point A to what? Point B. Look at the Bible. For people that, that did great things, no, they let go. They are, they sacrifice their time because if you think it is just money I'm talking about, no. They sacrifice their talent. They sacrifice their wealth. They sacrifice their children. Who would have thought that haven't waited that long? Anna will carry his first son. If I ask any of you, bring your child. Even to bring them to church, you don't bring them. Now say, look, I'm giving this child to who? To God. You say, this man must be out of his mind. We are asked. What God wants to do for you is far. I know of cases of people 
lose children. Firstborn in their life. It's misbehaving. I was here till almost 11 yesterday. And there was this young white guy who would always come. And he came to me and said, Pastor, I appreciate all you do for me. I said, come to church. I don't even know. I said, come to church. He has, if, if you go to the back, you see his, uh, his boutique there. He has a girl that, I said, go and call him. He said, the girl is hungry. Bring her to church. Let me pray with her. He said, the girl cost her out that it's not church. It's good. No problem. But what I'm telling you is that that is the first seed of another man. We bought this property from his father. But today, he's mentally not all right. But we have prayed for him. So, you can now imagine when God told Anna, give me what? Give me your child. What did he do? Did she say, ah, do you know for how long I waited? No. Immediately that baby was waned. What were we told? He said, God, this is for you. And God said, eh. so you can do this. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. God gave her not one, not two, not three, not four. You know what will have happened? And that is the problem with many of us. That's why we're not we hold on tight to what we have. Thinking that, look, once we leave it, God, we are depleted. Ah! Anytime there is opportunity for you to do something for God, you better do it because it's an opportunity for you to do what? To move from one point A to point B. And that is the secret many of us don't know. We think it is what we have in our pocket that we... Mm -mm. That's number what? Three. Number four, tithing. I won't say much about that. If you get home, go and read Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Lack is not permitted in your life if you're a tighter. Sickness is not permitted in your life if you're a tighter. If you are sick, it's because you are not doing the right thing. If the problem is not with God, you should be asking God, what am I doing that is what? That is wrong. Because it is not God that is withholding anything from you. It is that mm -mm, I'm not doing something what? Right. Number what now? Five. Holiness. Many of us, we think we can just do anything we like. No, 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 no. no. You must be holy. And finally, worship. Finally what? Please jump on your feet. We want to pray. I want us to pray.